welcome back to Get Outside With Kids, the podcast where we help you have more fun times outside with your kids. We are very excited. Jen and I are back in the same place again after her amazing Mexican vacation. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll know that I can't complain because I spent five weeks in Australia between December and January. And tonight we want to talk a little bit about expectations on holidays. This is also the first time, Jen and I talk all the time, right, Jen? Like multiple times a day on text. And Usually. We're yeah. talking, we bump into each other, we talk all the time. But this is the first time I am hearing about your Mexican vacation. And I want to hear it all. I want to hear what you expected it to be like, what it actually was like, advice you give to parents who are heading to anywhere on holiday. Jen, tell us about it. How was Mexico? Well, thank you, Kate, for that. Um, I was going to start lamenting to Kate and Kate's like, we should hit record and turn this into an episode in real time. And I was like, we should, because it's still very fresh in my memories. So <laughs> I should start off by saying uh, one huge privilege to, to go away to Mexico as a family of four. Um, and it overall was an amazing time. I'm not quite far enough away from some of the events that I'm going to share that I can soak in all the amazingness yet. <laughs> but... I mean, I do know we had an amazing time. There were many amazing moments that were shared. Uh, we actually went down with really good friends of mine from Ontario, um, who I don't obviously get to see all the time. And that was so special that uh, they were down there. They had other friends come down as well. So there were three families, which we'll get into some of the stories later, three families that all had kids, two kids each, and all roughly the same ages. Although my youngest child was the youngest of all the children by about a year or a year and a half. Um, so the last time we went to Mexico, Mexico was, well, three years ago, because we haven't done many international trips with all of the many things that have happened since 2020. I don't know and what you're we talking about, to- Jen. Like, what? I know. Mm. So small events that happen. <laughs> um, and I think so. Some of it, I think, was in my own head, because last time we went to Mexico, we had a three-year-old and a six-month-old. So obviously, this trip was going to be just so much easier, because now I have a three-and-a-half-year-old and a six-year-old. So there were lots of things that were easier on this trip, but I think I didn't quite... I don't think I quite estimated some of the challenges that we might still have. Um, And I think as a parent, it was a really good reminder that your children are very different and how they will react (laughs) in different situations will totally blow your mind. I have two boys. I have two boys and you have two girls. So you kind of see the same things too. And sometimes I think the way that they'll react to a new situation will be the same. And my first child is... I don't know if I would describe him as easygoing easier, but he is more easygoing. He's been to Mexico before. He traveled a lot more as a toddler and as an infant, just given the fact that we didn't have any flight restrictions at those times. So he has traveled more, done more, super pumped for Mexico. So this kid was dialed about Mexico. He knows exactly what to expect. He got down there and was like day one, like I'm in the pool. I'm at the beach. I'm having a great time. I'm living my best life. And I'm like, yes. photos you sent of him, I was Uh, like, look, he's he's basically just part of the scenery now he's fit right in he's right into this atmosphere and I was like good it seemed like from the photos that everything was like 100% perfect though but I guess now that you say this I only saw photos of one kid you didn't send any photos of the other <laughs> there kid were less select photos and this is such a good point about social media and Instagram and as someone my main career is social media and, and Instagram 
what you see on Instagram is such a small snapshot. So for any parent listening in who is scrolling past those perfect Mexico outside hiking photos, whatever they might be, like do know that I was driven to tears nearly a few times on this beautiful, (laughs) breathtaking holiday. Thank goodness the alcohol was all inclusive because it was needed at several points during this trip. So while the photos look absolutely perfect, know that my three and a half year old child I always describe him as like 80% this really chill kid, but 20% psychopath. Um, And sometimes you don't know if your child's like, you know, it's a phase. They're only three and a half. And we know toddlers throw tantrums and that's not unusual. But I think it was really good having a whole bunch of other parents there who all saw my youngest child in action and all were like, ooh, (laughs) (laughs) like that's rough. Like that's such a bad bad. sign, Jen, when somebody else is like, Oh, and you're like, yeah, yeah. because all three-year-olds are like this, aren't they? And they're like, not really. Like, no, like, no, my kids have never done that. Uh-oh. Not one time. So <laughs> I think the first few days down there, time change, you know, we get in super late. We expected the first day to be a bit of grogginess. We actually think our toddler, he did run a mild fever the first couple of days. We no. think we didn't have a thermometer, but he felt warm. We dosed him with some Tylenol to be safe. So the first few days were definitely off. And so we were like, okay, maybe he's just a bit off. He's a little bit extra cranky, a little bit extra tired. But then by day three, if there was a fever, it was definitely gone. At this point, my child has not even gone in the pool yet at all. We are in Mexico. The pools are beautiful. They are warm. We're in the sun. He put his toes in one time and said, it's too cold. (laughs) The pool could not be warmer. So for much of the trip, I felt like it, we called it the world's most expensive coloring trip because all my three and a half year old wanted to do was color. That was it. Color in the room. We eventually got him coloring on the patio and the patio we were on. Coloring in the room. He didn't even. I know. Coloring in the room. And I kid you not. Did you have imposter syndrome here where you're like, but I host a podcast called Get Outside (laughs) with Kids and I'm in Mexico and my kid does not want to get outside with me. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, like, I was just like, oh my God, my life is a lie. Like I love traveling. I love adventure. So on the second day in Mexico, my three and a half year looked at me and said, mommy, when are we going home? And I was like, we just (laughs) got to Mexico. Mexico is amazing. And he he really just, he said, I really just want to go home. And I was like, oh, "Oh, we're not going home anytime soon, kid. We just landed in Mexico. Um, He really struggled with being away and it took him a really long time to warm up. Um, In addition to that, my toddler has always been extra clingy with my husband. That's been happening for about... (laughs) Six to eight months, Kate. I mean, you know, it's been a long months. How old is his three? It's been happening his whole life, Jen. I mean, okay, long. I know it's been a long. Jen, I feel it's so unfair when you have kids who are like totally like daddy's kids and clingy tips. Like, I think your husband's amazing. He's a great guy. He didn't give birth to either of your children, as far as I know. (laughs) (laughs) It feels a little unfair. It feels a little unfair. And also a little bit unfair for my poor husband who had to put up with the clinginess all the time. So There's no good side to clinginess, right? There's no upside. No one's winning. The person who's being clung to is like, I'd rather not. I need some space. And the person not being clung to is like, I'm a reject. Yeah. So by this, my poor husband, like multiple times, I have to take him back to the room because he just, he didn't want to be outside. He didn't want to go in the pool. (laughs) I can't believe like we got him swimming one day and I thought for sure, this is the turning point. Like he's been in the pool. He's seeing how much fun it is. Um, No, no, that was enough. He went in the pool one day and was like, but I went swimming. Why would I go again? (laughs) I 
was like, that's, that's, all. and that, you know, I contrasted with my older kid who's six, who literally spent four to eight hours in the pool every single day and we couldn't get him out of the pool for bedtime. Um, and I kind of thought that all children would have that same experience because who wouldn't love being in a pool in Mexico? I will tell you who, my three and a half year old. He literally was like, no, I want to color. Please take me back to the hotel room. And just also naively, I thought, you know, we've been having that. I know we've talked to you a lot about this, Kate, about dropping the nap. And I thought, well, what a great opportunity in Mexico for us to finally, we won't need nap time. Like we'll be out of daycare. We'll be on a different routine. We can finally drop the nap. I think we're in a good phase for this. I cannot tell you how wrong we were. This kid napped every single day <laughs> for multiple hours <laughs> at a time, every day. Like we more, we more than doubled down on nap time. The the only saving grace of nap time was that I often, you know, my three and a half year old can sleep anywhere and does awkwardly all the time. Oh, so he would often, he's so just falls though. asleep. He falls asleep in just the cutest ways. And he's always been like that since he, he just fell asleep, like out like a light. Like my kids, I'm, I'm so jealous of him. His ability to fall asleep is like something I crave. I know it is. It is an amazing. So we usually would just wrap him up in a towel on, you know, a pool lounger, tuck him into the shade and he would just sleep there for two hours. So instead of cutting back on the nap time, he was napping more, although <laughs> arguably it was some of the best time of the day because he finally was quiet and not having a tantrum. And you weren't trying to be like, you should go in the pool. He's like, I don't want to go in the pool. Show me the coloring. Yeah. Take me inside. Yeah. So there were lots of times. And then the other kicker was that the kids club started at four, which we knew about, but there were many times us adults in the afternoon, all the kids would be in the kids club for like an hour in the afternoon doing an arts and craft activity. At some point you do need to take a break from the, the actual sun being outside in Mexico. So it was nice to have an indoor space just to get the kids out of the sun for an hour. Um, but no, my poor husband would be stuck with uh, my youngest and I would go to the swim-up bar with all the other adults and have some lovely beverages. And exactly one time, he was able to get dropped off at kids club and unable to leave, not because the staff weren't allowing it other times, but because he just would never, ever be out of my husband's eyesight, like at all. <laughs> like if my husband had to go to the bathroom, he was right there. If my husband had to go back out to the buffet to get food, he was coming too. If my husband had to just stretch his legs, go for a walk, honest to God, this kid was like glued <laughs> beside him at all times. Like, I'm not sure I spent a minute of my holidays with my youngest child, which is just... It's crazy to think about, you know, like me and my oldest child had a great time together. We had so many fun memories in the pool and at the beach and doing all these activities. And my youngest child was like, 100% no, I don't want to do an activity. I don't want to go on a kayak. I don't want to go in the pool. We played at the beach a little bit and that was it. So, yeah. Expectations, hey. I was, you know, before you went away, I said to you that I was actually shocked because in Australia, big thing that everybody does is go to the beach, right? And we were talking about how my expectation is then my kids are Australian. They're, they're Australian. I know they're Canadian first, but they're Australian. And so, I just thought when we'd go to Australia, like, great, we'll go to the beach every day and they're going to love it because the beach, like, what more is there to say? And I didn't think about it at all beyond that. And we get down to the beach and my kids were like, what the hell is with this ground? And I was like, what do you mean the sand? And they're like, oh, it's sand. like it's like yellow and it feels kind of great. You know, like they were really bothered by the sensory feel of the sand underneath them. They were like, it's hot. There's waves. We don't like waves. It's cold in the water and there's a few flies around. There weren't that many flies. I was like, 
Yeah, but it's the beach. You're supposed to love it. <laughs> We're on holiday in Australia with your kids. You're on holiday in Mexico. It's the po- what's not to love. And our expectation is that our kids are just going to be like amazing. <laughs> I don't know. What did I think they were going to do? Like lounge around on the beach being like, oh, I'm so relaxed now. I'm on holidays. <laughs> they did right? not do that. We left the no. beach in screaming fits like multiple times while we were in Australia because my kids were like overloaded by everything and they were just like, we're done. We want to go home. <laughs> my expectations so, were so wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's good to remember that even if you run a podcast called Get Outside With Your Kids, sometimes <laughs> your own children will hate getting outside in what is arguably the best conditions. Like I'm I almost like it's, ones. it's almost easier to get the kids outside in the rain and have a rainy day outside with them than it was to have this like beautiful beach day <laughs> outside with them where I was like, what have we done wrong that we've wrongly conditioned them to the weather where like the sunshine and a beautiful pool is like, no, I don't like, think so. I think I'd rather children. pass. How dare you I do know. that to your children? I mean, if you were to think about this now, is there anything you could do differently? Is there like something that stuck out to you that you figured out a way to kind of get into a good groove with him through the holiday? Like what advice would you give to yourself to, yeah. to innocent, naive Jen? of like 10 days ago. I mean, a couple things I thought about, you know, most recently was I feel like we talked about Mexico a lot and my oldest child remembered Mexico. So he knew what it was about. But I was like, maybe we didn't quite describe it enough to my younger child. Like we talked about abstract Mexico and we're going to Mexico. Yeah. But <laughs> but obviously when you're three and a half and you the last time you were there, you were six months old, you don't actually know <laughs> what that means. So in hindsight, I was like, maybe we should have prepped him more and talked about swimming and what we would do every day. Mm. And maybe we should have talked through what a schedule would be like in Mexico. Like we'll wake up in the morning and then we'll go down and have breakfast on the beach. And then after we can either stay at the beach or go to the pool. So I don't know if I primed him enough for some of those experiences. I kind of just assumed he'd be like Mexico. He obviously knows what that entails. <laughs> He's but he seen did it not. in magazines and on. <laughs> and maybe just managing, I think it just comes back to managing your own expectations. Like if you have kids who are quite young, you know, under six, it, you have no idea what they're going to be like in a new space. Um, even though we travel I still say quite regularly, a lot of our trips are more local or we're just away for a weekend. We haven't actually done many big 10-day trips away where we're actually gone for a long time or where we've gotten on a plane. So maybe we should have done some more prep there. Those were kind of the things I kind of took away at the end of this. And also just managing your own expectations. I'm really grateful that my patient husband was happy to spend some time in the room, getting coloring set up on the patio. Um <laughs> And at times, actually, some of the older kids would then come down to the patio and color with him and they would have like a beautiful, lovely time together doing some coloring, which was really, really sweet to see um, some of the older kids kind of take uh, our youngest child under their wing and have that interaction with them. But it's a good reminder that, you know, you're not on vacation with children. You're not really having a vacation. There were moments of vacation-like feeling. But if you're going away with for 10 days with your children, the entire 10-day experience is not a vacation. You really have to look for like, okay, that one hour was really great. And we had this really great time. Or I went for a massage when I was in Mexico. That was lovely. That was a vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, me and a couple of the girls went for a drink one night. That part was lovely. That part was a vacation. But the entire experience <laughs> is still just parenting in a new location. Yeah. The the thing I kind of thought about it is, you know, when people talk about kids eating food and they're like, kids like like predictable, repetitive food that they know what, what it's going to be. So they like like pasta or macaroni and cheese where it's like exactly the same shape. It's the same consistency, the same color, as opposed to like 
lots of different types of apples that you might chop up or different kinds of fruit or something you cut up that looks different. They like that like consistency and expectation. I thought about this with my kids. We went to Hawaii last year as well and similar experience at the beach. It was quite windy at the beaches there and they got a bit overwhelmed by it. What they actually preferred was the concrete pool with like (laughs) a fence. Like it was fine, but it wasn't like a pool that was you, you wouldn't see it on a postcard. You don't. You wouldn't see it advertised anywhere for the accommodation. It's just like a concrete pool with a fence around it. They absolutely loved it. It's like something about the predictability of it that was like, we love this. And I was like imagining us in Hawaii at the beach, but what they wanted to do was just be in that pool all day. I think it's the same as that concept with food, that like if there's anything that's a little bit unpredictable for them, they'd rather go back to the safety of something they know. With your kid, the safety of what he knew was just colouring. He's on, he's like, I know what I like, mum. I know what I like, dad. It's coloring. It's coloring at home. It's coloring in Mexico. I'm on vacation if I can color all day, every day. So he knows what he likes, I guess. It was his happy zone. And maybe, (laughs) you know, maybe in, what is it, 15 years from now, he'll be writing an application to a fancy art school. He's he's actually quite a good color. He's very artistic. So he's got that going for him. So maybe maybe one day we'll look back at this podcast podcast episode and be like, see, that was the beginning of his uh, art journey. And we'll see him, you know, as an adult with Mexican influences right from an early age because of this trip. So actually, you've done something amazing. Um, thank you for giving us the recap, Jen, of your trip. And I'm glad that you had some time away from a kid who was a kid who was not in the total vacation mood. Um, And yeah, I think it's important to recognize our expectations on holidays can often be different. I like the idea of prepping our kids more uh, in advance, maybe more. I I think I should have done this in Australia too. Photos of what the beach looks like, description of what it might feel like to stand on the sand and it's hot. And, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, just preparing them for that. Because we, I got so, so excited myself about going. I didn't think about it from their perspective. And it sounds like maybe you were the same. (laughs) Yeah. Lesson learned. We'll see if we go back next year, if the experience is the same or any different in a year and a half. Um, And we just got to take it one day at a time. But we're back now. And I have to admit, the kid is a happier kid. He's back. He's at home coloring the same (laughs) coloring. (laughs) And now we're just trying to get back on the time zone. That's for another episode. But I was up since 4 a.m. this morning. And so I'm really hoping that tonight we get a, a little bit longer sleep out of this very strong-willed toddler. If you'd like to see some photos of Jen on vacation, we'll try and put some on our Instagram account there at Get Outside With Kids. And you can see that you can see what I saw, which is like, this is a beautiful, happy vacation. Everything's perfect. In the photos you shared with me, there was only one kid showing in them, but you looked very relaxed. (laughs) Um, We love to hear from you over at Get Outside With Kids. Have you been on a trip where your expectations didn't match up with your kids' expectations? Have you been surprised at how easy or hard it is to go on holidays with your kids? We'd love to hear from you. We also love to hear if you have suggestions for guests and topics over there. We A lot of our topics come from, from our listeners. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. And we will be back again next week with another episode of Get Outside With Kids.